0: Wow. <sighs> so much. Um, before I get into the message this morning, uh, we want to pray for, uh, there's three people we're going to pray for this morning, and unless I, I heard anything else, and, and um, you know, God brings us families. God, uh, you know, blesses and our family grows, but every once in a while, God decides that some people need to move. or, And so this morning, we're going to be praying for and saying goodbye to Doug and Denny, De- De- Stokes-Diesman, um, and we're also saying goodbye to Kathleen Rubio this morning. So we're going to, she's going to try to hold it together, and I'm going to ask them to come up. We're going to pray for them and, um, and just bless them as they go. Uh, Denny and Doug have been um, building a house and, and looking at moving for about a year, and uh, praise God, things have come together. Their house is Almost livable, but they, they, they have power and things, and they're going to be st- spending a little bit more time in a trailer. And then, are you going to be able to get in the house by winter? We're hoping. You can pray for that. And um, they're going to be up in Idaho. They have enough room for you to go visit, and they've invited all of you, all of you to go visit, probably one at a time or a couple at a time, but you know, um, and I, I know they mean that. So if you're ever up in, in the northern parts of Idaho, right? Way out there and want to retreat. I mean, they send pictures and put them on Facebook. I mean, they have, you know, deer and elk run, running through their property all the time. It seems pretty wonderful. And so, um, and then Kathleen is uh, moving to Indiana. And, and um, you know, she didn't really, doesn't really want to go, but she feels like this is the, 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 the doors and the things that God is opening for her. To continue to be able to support herself and uh, and so um, we're going to be praying for her they they're very excited about their new endeavor Kathleen honestly I'm just sharing is not as much and so um, yeah makes sense. right right so it's been a, cu- a rough couple of years for her so we're going to pray for both all three of them and and just bless them as they go and so we're going to ask them to come up and then if, if you're part of their life group or anything you want to come and pr- lay hands on them. Um, we believe laying on hands is, is in parts a blessing. And so let's get some people up and pray for them. And, and I ask you need to there, there. Well, you probably should sit up here so we can see you. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, they've they've all become part of my family, and I love them dearly. And I'm going to miss all of them. And um, it's hard to say goodbye it's hard to say goodbye so it's right so we'll say see you soon (laughs) let's just pray anyone who wants to pray just pray out see I wasn't supposed to get emotional was gonna do that amen amen God is good isn't he you know, we, life is, is full of, um, you know, different events and trials and tribulations of time and joys and, and uh, you know, we go through a, a sorrowful time saying goodbye and then God does other things and blesses and brings other people and uh, it's exciting, you know. I think I think whenever, it's just always exciting to think, God, what are you going to do next? Is it, this isn't part of the notes, but I don't know have you ever gone through something really difficult and really can't see any, you know, you just can't, you just can't see anything at all, whatever, and then you get down the road a little bit, a blessing, something comes, and, and you just obviously, you didn't expect it, and you, you just go, wow, you know, it's just, God is good, and and sometimes we're going through, we can't see it, but, uh, you know, we, the song we did this morning, um, we did that last week at the close of service, uh, we listened to it and just let it minister to us, but, he is good. We we can't always see it, but he has been good thus far. So I think we can count on that he will be good till the end. Amen. Amen. Hey, we are in the book of Ephesians this morning. Amen. We won't be there forever, but we're going to be there for a for a, a few more weeks at least. Um, we're we're excited. I'm excited about this this next time. And and um, this morning we want to uh, talk about. Uh, Ephesians chapter five, where it starts talking about husbands and wives, and so if you've got a husband, if you've got a wife, um, I pray this will minister to you and challenge and encourage you. Um, and uh, you know, in the in the book of Ephesians, we're, we're finding out how we can we can walk in Him. Remember the word "walk" keeps appearing throughout the study, and it means you know living our life. We're we're called to walk, live in Christ be in Him. We're also talked about how we're seated with Him in heavenly places, that we, we sit in Him, that we have a place of rest and a place of authority in Him, and then we live our life in Him. As we go into this next section, uh, chapter uh, 5, verse 22 and beyond, we don't want to separate this from the rest of the book, okay? And so I think it's really common and really easy to do. <coughs> is when we come to this section, because this is actually a, a hot-button topic at times, because it talks about that word, wives submit, right? Um, and so, it, and that's at least the way we interpret it, but we're going to talk about that. And, and it becomes this hot-button issue, and so I, I pray that today you'll we'll understand it the way um, God intends it to be, uh, and, and not something negative, at all, because the, the Bible is not negative, and we have to be careful not to try to change it because it makes me feel bad. Instead, we have to read it and get into it and look into it and say, God, this is your word. Help me to understand it in the light of the glory of God. Help me to understand it the way um, it was intended to be written, not as the way it has been um, misportrayed at times or anything else. And so, um, but we go and we're going to talk about marriage, Christ, and the church. But before we even get to that part of this passage in 22, remember that in verse 21, it, it actually stopped this, and ended the section before about walking in wisdom and walking uh, circumspectly. We talked about that a few weeks ago. And it said verse 21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So before it even talks about wives being being in submission to your husbands, it's saying that we're supposed to submit to one another. We're going to go through, um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to hit marriage. We're going to hit husbands and wives. We're also going to hit children and their parents. We're going to talk about that, and slaves and masters, each one talking a little bit how that relationship works in submission and understanding uh, he's talking about how we live our lives and how we can glorify god and so i'm really excited about that but but also right before we get into this marriage section we also found that he said um, to be filled with the spirit in verse 18 don't be drunk with wine but be filled with the Spirit. So, so let's take this together. We become filled with the Spirit, we submit to one another, and then Paul reminds wives to be in submission to their husbands. So we are talking to Christians, first of all. This letter is written to the church. It's written to Christians. And in the context of that, he's, he's encouraging us that we live circumspectly, that we're followers of Christ, that we walk in love, that we walk and be filled with the Holy Spirit at all times, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord." giving thanks always for, th- for things to God, for the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Now, as we're putting all that together and thinking, wow, this is wonderful. God is ha- helping us. In, in, in chapter 4, he talked about lo- living together with other believers and how we're all pressing into the Lord and growing. And now we're going to go in and talk about wives. Now, as we put that little period there, and say, this is how we're supposed to be living, and then we add in. So wives, in that vein, understanding that your husband is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that you're to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we're all called to walk circumspectly, that we're all called to live in him in this relationship, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to ask you to live in in submission to your husband as he follows Jesus. So I want to read this whole passage here, starting in verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Saviour of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as christ also loved the church and gave him health for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but he nourishes it and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh." And it goes on, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ in the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. This is a beautiful passage of scripture. We should never try to throw this out, but what we want to do is is understand what we're talking about and see the relationship in which it is written. In In the very beginning, God created mankind. He created mankind and he he created Adam first. And he told Adam to uh, he took the, the took a rib, he created woman, and the very first words recorded by man in the Bible are giving praise to his wife. Husbands, do we hear that? The very first recorded words of man in the Bible is giving praise and honor to the wife that's where we need to start this whole thing up and and you know it's as i talk about in wedding ceremonies when when god took the rib from the man he took it from his side he didn't take it from a foot bone and he didn't take it from a head bone he took the wife and made the wife from from his side because she was supposed to be a helpmate to him they were supposed to walk side by side and underneath the rib signifies that he would be a protector to his wife that he would care for her as as under his ribs she came so his arm becomes that sign of protection she wasn't supposed to be subservient to him he didn't take him from a foot bone but she wasn't supposed to rule over him she didn't he didn't take her from a head bone they're supposed to walk together as partners but he has a special role to be a protector of his wife. And then he gave him the responsibility to lead her, to lead the family into godliness. And I tell you, uh, a very, very scary thought for me has always been, Lord, help me. I am responsible for my family. I'm responsible for their spiritual well-being, their physical well-being. This is how you put it in. And I take that very seriously, and every man in here should, that we have a great great calling. Now, it says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And right away, we're like, can we change that word? I remember when I owned a wedding chapel many years ago, I did a lot of weddings. And you, uh, maybe you wouldn't be surprised uh, how many wives came to me before the ceremony said, hey, do you use that part where it says, wives, submit to your husbands? And she goes, if you do, please take that out of the wedding. And and so I, I actually didn't use that passage in the wedding ceremony that I used to do. I said, you know, I don't actually have that in there, but let me tell you where it comes from. And so I would get them. It was a great opportunity. A lot of them weren't Christians. And it gave me a great opportunity to read Ephesians chapter 5 to them. And I says, you know, it does say wives, submit yourselves to your own husband. But we'll look at what it asks of the man. It asks of the man to love you like Christ loved the church. Christ loved the church so much that he willingly died for it. It says that he did everything to make her holy and blameless, washing her, caring for her. This is the call to husbands and their wives to love in such a deep way that he would be willing to lay down his life. And, and I like the when I use that term, lay down your life, because it's one thing to say, yes, I would die for my wife. How about would you live for your wife? So it's almost easier to step in front of a bullet than it is to day after day lay down your life and honor her and to serve her. That's what Christ does for us, and that's what the husband is supposed to do for the wife. And as I would explain that, just as I did here, the woman would get this great big smile, and she would say, please put that in the wedding because she got it she understood what was happening that if a man is serving Christ is as he has allowed Christ to be his headship and his authority that he is not gonna ask of his wife to do something that would be bad for the family that would be bad for her now is is things that we have to do ever difficult absolutely did you know that Jesus submitted to God the Father Jesus submitted himself to God the Father. Father, if there's any way, take this cup from me, but not my will, yours be done. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God incarnate, submitted himself to the Father, God. Is Jesus less than the Father? No. Is a wife less than a husband? No. We're not talking of positional authority. We're not even getting close to positional authority. We're talking about relationships. And in this relationship of husband and wife, God is asking the wife to submit herself, not to every man. Did you you catch that? And if you didn't, I want to read again. Submit to your own husbands. This is not a mandate that all wives are supposed to subject themselves to every man. This is a relationship issue that God has ordained to to give glory and to mimic what his relationship to the church is. And in that relationship, he gives a charge to the man and a charge to the woman. Submit yourself just as the, the body submits to Christ, just as Christ submitted to the Father. That's a relational part. Now, I think back uh, to, to any military situation, but uh, in, in a military situation, I was thinking of Normandy this week. There was something that came up, and, and, and I, I read something about all the, those, the young men who stormed the beaches in, in Normandy. I was watching a video series, is what it was, a Christian Bible study video series, and he brought this up. And, and, I, and I, I, I think the probably the best motion picture depiction of that was Saving Private Ryan where they just all come and they they stormed the beaches and you know the generals and the admirals knew what they were sending the the young men to do they actually knew that a, that a huge percentage of these young men were going to die on the beach in order to take to take the normandy to take these places back in world war 2 but the generals the admirals they actually said this has to happen. Now let me ask you a question. Who is more important, the general or the boys on the beach? You're like, "Uh, uh, uh," you know why we can't? Because they were all important. The relationship is the thing. The, The boys on the beach had to submit themselves to what the admirals, to the generals, those who were gifted in other ways said, this is what we have to do in order to win the war. But who is more important? It's not about who's more important. It's about the relational submission, the understanding of the relationship. And God has ordained that the husband has to lead his wife into Christ, lead his family into godliness, set an example, die to himself, and the wife is supposed to submit unto that, only unto her husband, as to the Lord. I love this. And it's not because I'm a man and I'm a chauvinist. In fact, I make choices every day to lay down my own desires to serve my family. Every day. And there's times I grumble about it. I'm just being honest, right? Is it always easy? Moms, you, got, you lay your lives down for the kids every day. For, for, for 10, 15, 20 years, you couldn't go to the bathroom in peace. You know, And I'm sure there were some days in there for you. "Ah." It's not always easy, but we do it. And for the joy that we see, we we lay our lives down to serve. So even as, as Shannon, in our relationship, she has submitted herself to me. I have to live in such a way that I die to my own desires. To honor her, to serve her, to mimic what Adam did. And I don't always do a good job. I need to make sure I'm not setting myself up to make it look like I'm this great, great guy. Ask her, she'll tell you the truth. <laughs> but I have to try, as Adam did, wow. I mean, I think that's what kind of, the, you know, God brought Eve to him, and he goes, wow. In fact, he named her woman. And you know what that really, that's, that, that comes from two words. It goes, whoa, man that's awesome and he praises her and he lifts her up and he honors her the very first words spoken in the bible man that's what we should be doing with our wives honoring them and giving them the praise that is due them and wives we submit to your own husbands for the husband is the head of the wife as also christ is the head of the church as means in the same way Christ is the head of the church. In the same way men should be the head of the wife. Christ does nothing for the church out of selfish ambition. This is, he is not some egocentrical... So, some people say God is just egocentrical and He wants us to worship Him. That is not... Read the Bible. That's not what it's about. He sacrificed Himself for us and He wants to make us holy. And and, and I like this. It says, without spot or wrinkle. Spot or wrinkle. Spots come from the outside. They actually come from the outside. It's, it's, it's a stain. It's from the sun. I got a lot of spots from the sun. They're called freckles. As we get older, we get age spots, but many of that is still caused because of outside. Spots come from things that contaminate us from the outside. You know where wrinkles come from? The inside. Wrinkles come from the inside. They come because your body, my body, is decaying. And is getting old and worn down and decayed. Well, God set that up in the natural side, but in the spiritual side, he says, I want to present the church without spot, anything that would contaminate from the outside. He wants to save us from those things and from wrinkle, from the decay that can come from inside in our own spiritual lives. We want to do the same thing in our families wives and husbands we don't want to allow decay to come into your marriage that which ruins it that which which inside begins to slowly kill a relationship and your spouse and that's a difficult thing because we tend to take for granted our spouses wives tend to take their husbands for granted and husbands tend to take their wives for granted The place that we we are uh, uh, loved the most and cared for the most, where we can be the most free and and natural and, and comfortable is the same place that we tend to do the most damage. I've often thought, uh, many, many years ago I heard this and and I got this picture. I said, why is it so that if if we invite a friend over that we don't know real well and they're drinking maybe a a glass of of, uh, grape juice or something and they spill it on your white carpet that you look at them and you go, it's no problem. No problem. I'll just, I'll get it. And a child spills a glass of water on the tile floor that's easily wiped up and we go, what did you do? Isn't that sad? That we would honor a stranger above our flesh and blood who we should have more care and love for. When we, when we do those things, when we damage our spouse, our husband, our wife, our children, we're causing decay to come in and we are causing wrinkles to happen on their life and we want to bring life to our spouses. Life. Men. Wives, it does not say for the husband to make you subject. It does not say that husbands should make you obey. You're supposed to submit yourself. That's a positional thing that you say, I choose to do this. Here's the thing for you. I want to encourage you. Then do that. Don't live a life to where your husband has to say, this is the way it's got to be. But follow the Lord and say, I'm going to submit. I, I, I know of a couple. I, re, I, I respect them in, in a lot of ways. One of the things I respect is uh, the, the wife who's full of wisdom, uh got just really a, wonderful things on the ball financially and just a, a wise wise person has a husband who's who's a strong personality type and likes to they they tend to just be a leader wh- wh- where they are and they both love the Lord and so I'm just talking about personalities a little bit here and and so what happens is when they have an issue in, uh, that comes up maybe with finances. Um, the wife will say, well, I don't think that that's a, a good idea. I think it might not be wise. I don't know you know, if we should do that and makes the case to the husband and to, explains why she actually doesn't think it's wise. And at the end of the discussion, she says, but I'll follow whatever you want to do. Ooh, wow. Is that a good example? Well, maybe it's a wonderful example. Maybe it's a wonderful example. Because I tell you, when it comes out bad, if, if you're living in this, this order and it comes out bad and, we, and it's the guy who makes the bad choice, he got no one to blame but himself. We're responsible. Whether we want to be responsible or not, we're responsible. And so that's, I, to me, I just went, wow, what a great picture. Now, a good husband a wise husband listens to wisdom and he honors the wife because of of the gifts that she would bring and he's going to take everything into account just like the generals on the uh, b- before they sent the, the boys to the beach people came and said well, have you thought about this "Ooh, no i didn't i better think about that what about this and they con- they, they 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 counseled they talked but the final decision was made and it was carried out. And who was responsible for those decisions? The leaders. They were all responsible, but they listened to counsel. That's the picture that we want to set up between husbands and wives. Now, interesting too, that it's talking to wives for verse 22, 23, and 24. Three verses. When it switches to husband, he he really gets it to us. And he says, okay, wives is what you're supposed to do. Husbands, Love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Now I'm going to give you an example of what that looked like. Christ loved her gave, her, gave himself for the church to sanctify her. That means set her apart. Husbands, live in such a way that you set your wife apart from any other woman, any other desire in your life. You need to make sure that your wife is it. She's set apart for you nothing comes in the way you're not looking at other women thinking about other women entertaining other women you set her apart and she is yours you live a life and that is it when when the Bible talks about an elder or a leader being a, a, a husband of one wife I really believe as I've read it and studied it that it's not just talking about that you've only had one wife it's really talking about you are a one woman type of guy there's no room for anyone else set her apart, lift her up, honor her, cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. Christ did it to present the church to himself glorious. Husbands, are we living a life so that we can present our wife glorious or are we knocking her down all the time? not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. We're called to think about our wives just as much as we think about ourselves. Well, we're gonna we take care of ourselves. That means we need to take care of our family, take care of our wives. And it begins to go on in verse thirty. We are members of his body, of his flesh and his bones. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. I want to talk about that just just briefly. When you're married, men... You enter into a relationship with your wife and you, and you leave a certain relationship with your mom. She has to become the, the woman in your life. That doesn't mean you don't love your mom. doesn't mean you don't care for your mom, but you've got to make sure that you, ha- you understand this new dynamic is to, to care for your wife, to love your wife, and that it's changed the dynamic of your mom. together, care for your mom. You always do that. But don't, don't put your mom anymore first. You have to put your wife first. And that can be, that can be a tough relationship. We're supposed to leave our families and we cleave and we make a new family. Join together to his wife where the two become one flesh. Now what's amazing in verse 32, it says, this is a great mystery. All this I'm speaking about Christ and the church. Nevertheless, this works for husbands and wives. Let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. This is a a wonderful, wonderful topic of, of husband and wife. And I want to point out the last part in here. Ladies, every man in here will agree with this. They might not even know it outwardly yet, but when I say it, they'll say, wow, that is true. And they're going to think about this the rest of the day, especially because I'm telling them that they're going to think about it. It's kind of subliminal here. Wives, the greatest need for your husband is respect. <laughs> it's, it's, it's universal. Men need respect. And you know what women need? They need Love. They, guys, we need to love our wives. That means that, that we, don't, we need to love them not just the way we like love, we need to love them the way they feel loved, emotionally, intimately, lovingly, caringly. they need to be loved women. We need respect. So I, wanna, I want you to begin to think, how do I speak to my husband? Do I belittle him? Do I downplay him? Do I lift him up in respect? his opinions and the things he says and that he does. So many marriages have been ruined because the husband doesn't know how to love his wife in the way that she feels loved. And, and, and many women don't know how to show and give respect. Well, he doesn't do anything worthy of respect. Baloney. Does he do things that are not respectful? Absolutely. You, and you might, you might even have a creep for a husband. But I tell you, I, I, there's not one person who does nothing that deserves respect. And I, I want to say, here's a secret. You find that something. It, you got the worst husband in the room. Okay, don't raise your hand. You've got the absolute worst husband here and you would be willing to put him up against any other guy in here and say he's worse. You look... And you find something that's worthy of respect and you begin to talk about that. And you lift that up. I can't believe what a good carpenter you are. When you build something, it's perfect. And stop talking about the other things and watch different things come to life as you show respect. Husbands, when you lay down your life and begin to love in a way that's caring and thoughtful and not just so you can get lucky tonight. You got you to say that. Sometimes guys think the only time I show love is, you know, it's Wednesday night and that's the night we get lucky. Everyone's really uncomfortable now. They know that's not love. That's doing something to get something for yourself. You show love and care and kindness. Figure out, figure out what makes her tick. Love that. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. As you build a marriage like that, wives, you're submitting to your husband. That shows that respect and honor that God is placing upon him the responsibility to lead husbands. Man, it's tough. The job we have is tough to to lead. Stop making your wife lead you spiritually. She 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 wasn't built to do that. We see that a lot in, in homes that the wife is leading spiritually and leading things. If you need help, I'll help you. We'll get some help on how you can lead the home and and honestly if that's you and there's a couple in here and you're like you know here's the problem is you know the, the wife has been saved a really long time and she's a teacher and leader herself we can talk about doing some things setting some things into place so that you stop usurping the 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 authority and the husband can then take it and then we can talk individually because this is we want to to show see what is the reason he talks about that these are relationships that are common they're, they're husband and wife parents and children, slaves and masters. For us, it's it's bosses and employees. That's what we're going to really focus on in a couple weeks when we talk about that. These are relationships that are common, but they also show a relationship, uh, especially the husband and wife, of Christ in the church. So as our marriages can, can be a, a, begin to flourish, we actually become a witness for Christ and what He did. I hope that... Understanding what God called a man to be, and God called a a, a a husband to be and a wife to be. Forgive me for saying man, a husband to be and a wife to be, in that that unit that that you can see. Wow, God's design is amazing, absolutely amazing. Now, outside of that, you might be a single parent in here. This 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 isn't implying. This is the wives and husbands. If you're a single parent, you've got your own. Thing and we, we want to honor that and we want to help you as best as we can as a church because that's a different relationship. He, we have brokenness and, and if that is the case, don't feel like, well, I'm, I'm out, out of God's will because something bad happened to me. No, I'm talking to husbands and wives today, single parents in other situations. And and if you've got a, a, a marriage where one is not saved And and the other is, that's a tough one. Because this is submitting as in the Lord, but that doesn't mean that we can't find those those principles that are still in effect here of of submission and respecting the husband if it's that way, or if if a husband has a, a wife that's not saved. And I think that you, if if that's your situation, you can be the one who can come and help talk to the youth to say, listen, don't marry somebody who's not a believer. Don't ever, ever. The Bible says, don't be unequally yoked. It's a tough life. Oh, but I love them, I love them, I love them. I know, but don't do it. It's really a tough thing to to marry somebody who's not the same spiritually as you. It's a whole other message, so I'm gonna close. Father, I thank you so much for your example in sending Jesus Christ. God, I thank you that you love us incredibly. And understanding that, that you've set up this beautiful picture of of a husband and a wife speaking to both wives and husbands. You've called the man to be the spiritual leader, to protect, to love. You've called the wife to show an example of submission. She's not less. She's not unequal. She's just different. God, and in that we see a picture of Christ in the church. We see a picture that can be a beautiful, beautiful relationship. God, I pray for each and every marriage in here, specifically because I'm talking to wives and husbands, that you would help them to submit first to you, submit to each other, press into you and love you, become... Lovers of the word. And let marriages be healed. God, I I know that there will be some marriages maybe that need to ask forgiveness to one of those. Some husbands to wives, some wives to husbands. And I pray that you would do a a reconciliation there. God, start a process maybe today for some that that might take some time. Of restoration and, and life that would come back into marriages and families. God, we just commit each of us to you, Lord, and and, and ask for your help and guidance. Thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen.